It's great to be with you. And um, I want to begin by just thanking you. A number of you we have known for a long time and journeyed together. And you've been such an encouragement over the years. As we spent 20 years in Africa, as we sought to establish a home for AIDS orphans. I was just at a meeting yesterday in Campbell River. Gorica Children's Home is still thriving. And um, you were a part of that. You know, that year that we came back, we thought we were fully supported. And so we thought, this is wonderful. We don't have to say anything about our support. And we can just focus completely on Gorica Children's Home. And so everywhere we went, they'd say, how's your support? 100%, no problem. And so we raised up all sorts of money for Gorica. And about two weeks before we were to go, they said from the home office, oh, sorry, actually, um, we miscalculated. You're only about 80% support. (laughs) But the Lord was faithful. Not only did he raise up all this money for the home, we never had to be concerned about support after that. So God is good. The slides behind me? Yeah, great. Um, As you can see, our family is growing. I have three grandchildren, which are a great blessing and lots of fun. My one grandson, I don't have a lot of choice when I go to a shoe store. I have size 15 feet, so I don't have to waste a lot of time. I just go in and say, do you have any size 15? Yeah, we have one pair. I'll take it. So I took these one, and my my grandson said, Babu, which is Swahili for grandfather, he says, you can't wear bumblebee shoes to church, but I do anyhow. (laughs) When we returned from Africa after 20 years, Fellowship International Ministries, which is the mission arm of the fellowship, said that my job description was to implement a comprehensive training program to train and develop leaders for the multicultural ministry in our communities and our doorsteps. And I found that daunting at the time because I've been a doer. I've been a a practitioner. I've been a bit of a lone ranger. And the idea of how do I train people? My success, if you want to say it, was not measured by the number of people that I could connect with, but it was my ability to help young men and young women to train them to meaningfully connect. So I gave some... um, details between services and today it's interesting pastor paul was saying the greatest gift the greatest journey message today is the greatest investment so i'd like to explore with you a little bit this relevant topic of how do we train others how do we mentor young men and young women because they're the future of the church so i want to start with the famous missionary passage from matthew 28 Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to you, to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, praise the Lord, I am with you always, to the end of the age. So it seems to me that we've all been given a mandate to train others, to teach others, and to do this cross-culturally in all the world. So guess what? You all have the same. If you're, a, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ today, you all have the same job description as I do. We're in this position together. 
So therefore, maybe, just maybe, some of what the Lord has taught me and I have learned might be relevant to you this morning. That's been my prayer. Not my words, but his words and his truth imparted to you. So the word mentoring, not a biblical word in the strictest sense, but it's often been used to describe leadership development, discipling, training others. And so when I say mentoring, I'm talking kind of about all of those things. And I want to quickly review some of the biblical examples of that, the benefits, the dynamics, the, sets, the, the postures of mentoring. So we start back in the book of Exodus. Moses had a great job to do. He had all these people. And his father-in-law came to him and said, what you are doing is not good. You and these people who come to you will only wear themselves out. The work is too heavy for you. You cannot handle it alone. So listen now to me and I'll give you some advice and may God be with you. So Jethro invested in Moses and helped him handle the pressures of ministry, of leadership. And Moses humbly accepted that. Eli invested in young Samuel to discern the voice of the Lord. An encouragement for you that regardless of your age, God can use you in the lives of younger people. So Eli, realizing that the Lord was calling the boy, said, go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Successful mentors can help younger men and women discern what the voice of the Lord is telling them. And successful mentees seek the advice of older mentors. Elijah invested and sought out Elisha to mentor him. So Elijah went from there and found Elisha, son of Shaphat. He was plowing with a a 12 yoke of oxen, and he himself was driving the 12th pair. Elijah went up to him and threw his cloak around him. Then he set out to follow Elijah and become his servant. Successful mentors commit themselves to younger men and women. Successful mentees seek to serve and learn from older mentors. Of course, Jesus, the ultimate discipler, you know, when Jesus had finished instructing his 12 disciples, he went out from there to teach and preach in their village, in their cities. So Jesus was surrounded by younger men. And successful mentors not only instruct through words, but model effective ministry. Those disciples were watching, observing, learning from Christ. And successful mentees seek to learn and emulate and to follow what their leaders say. So there's a mutual investment to this relationship. Finally, I think of Paul. Paul mentoring several young men and giving them instruction. He says, "Um, You then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others. Successful mentors not only stop with the mentee, but they say, Go and find someone you can mentor yourself. And a successful mentee seeks out others. So there can be the mentor, the mentee, and then someone else that's being mentored underneath. And the book of Titus says, clearly, it is not just for men. It's equally for women. Titus 2, 3. Older women, likewise, are to be reverent in their behavior, teaching what is good, so that they may encourage the young women to love their husbands, to love their children. 
So that was just kind of a quick tour through the scriptures. I want to focus on Philippians 4, 1 to 9 and highlight three components of mentoring relationships. It's a very significant passage to me, actually, because when I was in high school, I was told that I was so antisocial and introverted that I should go up into the north and study wolf scat. That's what, my, that's what my counselor told me. That was before I was a Christian. But it was terrifying for me when I felt like I had a degree in evolutionary zoology when I was saved in India. And I came back and there wasn't too many mission boards that wanted evolutionary zoologists. So I thought, how am I going to get back to India? And so I became a teacher. And I had to hang on to that. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds. I had to use that to get out of bed every day and face a a group of, of students. So it's a very powerful passage for me. Let me read through it with you. Philippians 4, 1 to 9. Therefore, my brothers, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm thus in the Lord, my beloved. I entreat Eodia and I entreat Sinki to agree in the Lord. Yes, I ask you also, true companion, help these women who have labored side by side with me in the gospel together with Clement and the rest of my fellow workers, whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses or transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard in me, practice these things. And the God of peace will be with you. So what can we learn about mentoring from this passage? Well, the first point is affectionate relationship. Therefore, my brothers, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm thus in the Lord, my beloved. I entreat Eodia and entreat Syntyche to agree in the Lord. Paul knew and loved the Philippians. If you look in the book Acts 16, you'll hear the, the story of how he met Lydia, the lady who was selling purple cloth. How he delivered this poor little slave girl who had the spirit of divination and, and was basically being abused and taken advantage of by her masters. How she was delivered from that. He knew the Philippian jailer who had... You know, the, the Lord had opened the, the doors and the gates and this jailer had said, what must I do to be saved? So here, 10 years later, and Paul's in a prison and he's writing and he's saying, I love you. I know you. He was invested in them and concerned for their Christian growth and testimony. The book of Philippians is so positive, so love and warming. There's no condemnations there. It's a very warm book. I'd like to ask the older men and women, the mature believers, to stand up a minute. Just stand up. Uh, Whatever, you you decide the category. (laughs) Some of you are deciding not to. (laughs) That's okay. Just stay. I want you to look around. 
Do you see any younger men or women that you know, that you love and care for, that you are concerned for? Have you ever considered investing in their lives? Look around. 